Hi, good morning. This is Christine, and today's briefing is called I Propose We See the Glass Half Full. I mean, which do you see it? I've been called a Pollyanna, which I take as a compliment. I've been told I see people through rose-colored glasses, and I suppose that's true. It is my nature to trust people, even if, until they betray me. And no matter how difficult a person or personality is, I endeavor to look for the good in the individual. See, when you look, you can always find some good in everyone. Glass half empty or half full. In the last year, it has oft been more challenging to see the glass half full because in truth, it has been half empty. But that is my goal. Make no mistake, choosing to see the glass half full is just that, a choice. I want to build the case that as followers of Jesus, we should always see the glass half full. I'll split this into two briefings. Here we go. One jet-lagged morning in North Carolina last week, while it was still dark out, I was reading Hebrews chapter 12, concentrating on the first two verses. Please listen to these because they're packed with significance for you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. That's the New Living Translation. As you know, I always preach context, taking a look at the setting of a passage to better understand what is being communicated. When reading scripture and encountering the word, therefore, which is how these two verses began, it is like a stop sign. Therefore means stop and consider, because of all this, then this. So what came before chapter 12, quite obviously, is chapter 11. My goodness gracious, look at Hebrews chapter 11. I love this chapter. God uses flawed people who, with some degree of faith, risked great things for him. Notice some of the characters who are included in that chapter. What an inspiration. And of course, there's the great verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Ponder that. But this week, I had my New King James Bible with me. Instead of because of the joy in verse 2, it read, who for the joy? And it captured me. It truly leaped off the page at me. Call me crazy, but I thought the wording, who for the joy, was not just beautiful and poetic, but a direct personal challenge. I mean, consider who for the joy 
of what would come after. Jesus went to a torturous death, the payoff, us, relationship with us forevermore, should we choose. There's that word again, choose. So number one of three points on how to see the glass half full is this, who for the joy, Hebrews 12 verse two. I inserted myself into that verse, who for the joy, Christine did what she believed God called her to do. How about putting your name? Who for the joy, Sylvia opened her home for others to come and pray. Who for the joy, Mel disciplined himself to get in the word and pray each morning. Who for the joy, Eric made the decision virginity was more important than indulging himself in sexual sin. Who for the joy, Megan committed to showing up every Thursday since May with her husband's pickup truck, early, I might add, so that I could plug in my speaker and teach the word of God to an eclectic gathering of folks, including her parents in their car. Who for the joy, you do what? Obey God, how? Serve someone, where? Discipline yourself in what way? Hmm. Choosing to see the glass half full, I decide for the joy, I will give thanks in all things. For the joy, I will find the good. For the joy, I will be the good. For the joy, I will yet praise him. How did I come up with the wording, I will yet praise him? Because I was reading these verses, praying, asking God, um, his call to me on for the joy. And I heard in my mind, I will yet praise him. So I Googled it. And sure enough, it's a scripture verse, Psalm 43, verse five. I love that. So faith in a good, great God and daily choices to give thanks invest in the good, and give praise to the Lord, and suddenly the glass looks a whole lot more full.